This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. I'm going to go with Tim Anderson for a home run. He might only get three at-bats, but he's hit two in one in each of his last two games, plus 650 if you shop around. In a straightaway right field. Tim launches this ball. Right center field. He has done it again. Spaghetti all week long in a one nothing Sox lead. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. It is BetQL Daily from BetQL right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio joined today by Chris Ranji. He's going to be uh, my co-host today. So I'm excited to, to hang out with Chris for the next three hours. You guys with us. The voice you heard there to start us off, that was Paul Aspen yesterday, our executive producer, calling the Tim Anderson home run as the home run props on BetQL Daily continue Continue to hit. Uh, Jake Hassan, of course, are, uh, you know, is behind the board as always. And Jake Galley on our stream yard. And uh, a lot to get to today. NBA Finals game number six. We'll have some guests, some baseball, some football stuff. Ranji, how you doing, man? Well, I'm excited to uh, to do this show together. Joe, it's great to do this with you. Um, I hope you are well. I'm, you're in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, just a little bit north of Philadelphia. Right. Yep. All right. So I, I know things in Pennsylvania are going great. Uh, you, you did play the highlight from Tim Anderson yesterday. And by the way, uh, he's on a 16 game hit streak now. So watching him do his thing has been an absolute pleasure. Well, really, I mean, since he's been a, a member of that team, he's one of the you know, he's one of those guys in baseball, Joe, that you just you root for and you feel like the game needs more of him. And so it's great to see him be the personality he is, and also uh, add to it with some production. So good call on the home run prop from yesterday. Yes, another home run prop hit on the show. And yeah, Tim Anderson is a ton of fun to watch. That White Sox team continues, even despite their injuries, to just win and win and win. Right, we got a great show coming up next hour. Ryan Horvat uh, from BetMGM tonight. And of course, uh, a guy that has supported the Bucks and believed in the Bucks the whole time. Well, we're going to talk to him about the Bucks potentially closing out the NBA Finals tonight, Game 6 in Milwaukee. And then in 1120, Ryan McDonough will join the show, a guy that uh, had a big hand in building the Phoenix Suns to where they are as they try to avoid elimination and get this thing back to Phoenix for a game number seven. A lot to get into. Let's start it with today's headlines. Time for today's headlines. In the bottom of the 11th, Pilar hits one of the air to deep left field. Back goes Aquino near the wall. It's out of here! Kevin Pilar three-run homer and the Mets lead it 14 to 10 sixth home run of the night for the Mets and Pilar with the cookie topper how about the night in baseball here Chris we had seven pairs of back-to-back home runs and that game the, the Mets Reds game you just heard the call there uh from SNY Th- that game had four errors by the Mets three blown <laughs> leads they finished this one 15 to 11 uh, Chris, I, I am in the thick of things here in the NL East. Th- this division is insane. I mean, the Mets are leading it. They have a million injuries. I mean, it just feels like anyone, any night can kind of take control of this thing. But what a night it was in baseball last night, led by the Mets coming back at Cincinnati. And just really, I mean, home runs and offense everywhere. Uh, first of all, you mentioned the back-to-back home runs, uh, that it happened seven different sets of back-to-back home runs last night. 
never happened before in the game of baseball. So, um, you know, they, there, there's that old cliche. There's always something new that happens every day in baseball. Or when you go to the ballpark, you'll see something you've never seen before. Well, that happened yesterday. Um, and, and it's, it's remarkable. It's happening now, all of this offense. And last night, so many teams got into double digits. We're talking about this game here, the Mets and the Reds, uh, 26 total runs. So I'm assuming the over hit in this one fairly early. Um, but but a lot of offense has happened since they've taken away the sticky stuff, since pitchers have been unable to use it. But you had the 15-run performance by the Mets. Tigers put up 14. Nationals scored 18. The Red Sox with 13. A lot of offense in the game yesterday. Yeah, a ton. And, and really, the, the interesting part of this now, Chris, is you know how this impacts the pennant race. Like, are, Is yeah. this is offense now here to stay? Because I think as all these teams try to figure out what they're doing, trade deadline, you know, what, 10 days away now, you know, usually it's like, we, man, we got to go get pitching. But I, I think a month ago, these teams were like, we need offense. We, we can't hit. And now everything is, is kind of flipped here. And it's almost yeah. like we have a different season in the middle of a season. And, and this is why I did not want to. I wanted Major League Baseball to address the sticky stuff. It, it, it was a problem because you can't have middle relievers throwing wiffle ball stuff. That's what Mike Schilt, the manager of the Cardinals, called it. You, you can't have that. But I didn't think it was a good idea to do this in the middle of the year. I just, I, I didn't. I think it's the kind of thing you allow teams to adjust to during an off season. Tell pitchers, look, you can use it for the rest of the year. We're not going to come cracking down on you now. But when this year is over, get your ducks in a row. Get your stuff in order because you're going to have to figure it out by next year. I just don't like the massive switch from almost no offense to a ton of offense because of one rule change right in the middle of the year. So yeah, it's going to affect pennant races. And you mentioned the national league East right off the top here. That is a really fascinating division because I really did think the Mets were the favorite to win this division pretty much all season long, but they've had so many different things. And now you don't know what Jacob deGrom, uh, what his health is going to be. Now it's time to watch out for the Phillies because if they bolster the bullpen, they're going to be in really good shape in that division. Yeah, they could be. And we had uh, Bob Nightingale on the show yesterday morning. He said uh, the Giants and Phillies, two teams to watch in the Craig Kimbrell sweepstakes, which yep. uh, you know will come to a head here in the next 10 days. And last night out West, Giants beat the Dodgers 7-2. So the first game of a big series out there. And you look up right now. I mean, we have a two-game deficit in the West, you know, separated by two games, two and a half in the East. we got some good races here. AL East, one and a half games. So baseball, and we'll get to it next hour, lining up the entire day in Major League Baseball. But you know what, Chris? We had a, a, a rare big signing in the NFL yesterday we want to hit on here. Melvin Ingram, you know, one point one of the NFL's best pass rushers. He had some injuries uh, recently. Just played seven games last season, and he didn't have a sack. But this is a guy that, look, he has almost 50 sacks in his career, three-time Pro Bowler, and he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who open camp tomorrow. I mean, this is, Chris, I love this time of year because we're just about to get there with camp and everyone arriving and football really coming back. But this is an interesting signing. You know, this late in the summer to sign a player with as much, you know, accolades as Melvin Ingram. You know, the Steelers need to replace Bud Dupree. It's been a kind of a weird offseason for Pittsburgh. And now here comes Melvin Ingram to try to add some pass rush out there. Well, the one thing Pittsburgh was really good at doing last year was rushing the passer. They were one of the better teams in the NFL at doing it. So, uh, and it's not like Bud Dupree was, you know, the the premier pass rusher on that team. So, it Melvin Ingram is coming in and replacing that. And you did mention the knee injuries. I think he went on IR twice last year, did he not? Like it was, it, it was something that that really 
uh, hindered what he's what he's capable of doing normally. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but but he's not the guy that a lot of teams are going to focus on uh, when when you're scheming against the defense and the guy you're going to have to worry about. It's not going to be Melvin Ingram, and I don't think they signed him to be that. This is more of a you know just filling a gap from a guy who left and. I'll be really curious to see what their pass rush is this season. You know, with, with without Dupree, with Ingram in, um, Watt's still there. Obviously, that's the guy you got to be concerned about. That should be a really fascinating team just in general. And I, th- I think offensively, they're going to be a really fascinating team because I have no idea what how good their quarterback is anymore. I, I really don't. I don't either. I, I think he's, I mean, obviously he's on the way down. It's a matter of yeah. how far on the way down is he. And look, the Steelers are always a team that you, you kind of pencil in for over 500, but this could be the year it comes crashing down. We'll see if Ingram gives them anything, but I, I don't like their direction. And, and I think that division, you know, with Pittsburgh, um, you know, kind of now trailing behind Cleveland and Baltimore, they could be in some trouble there. Fascinating team. Their camp starts tomorrow. And of course, tonight, we get game six of the NBA Finals. I am excited about this Definitely one. I, oh, I did not think. Up in the coach and everybody been saying, if you went to the beginning of the season and said we had a chance to be where we are right now, would you take it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get a chance uh, to determine the outcome. You know, it's not like the game is going to be simulated or somebody else got to play, you know, we get a chance, we control our own destiny. So I think that's the exciting part about it. And knowing who we have in our locker room, you know, knowing what we're capable of and all the things that we've been through all season long. So Chris, the voice there of Chris Paul, who uh, takes the team into uh, Milwaukee tonight for a game six. And look, he's saying the right things. He's saying, you know, look, we're going to view this as a positive. We're in this thing. We're in game six. No one thought we'd be here. But let's be real about it, Chris. They were up 2-0 in the series. People thought this was over. Chris Paul, the prohibitive favorite at one point to win the MVP. He hasn't played very well. Drew Holiday has shut him down. Giannis is now the favorite. The Bucks tonight enter with a chance to win it. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. We'll talk a lot about this game and, and our feeling on how this is going to play out and some props as the show goes along. But my feeling, Chris, off the top is I believe Milwaukee's going to win this thing tonight. I mean, this series has flipped so much. And Chris, you know, Chris Paul could say that. But they have to go out there and win a game because it's, it's been a while now since they actually showed they were better than Milwaukee. The, the the funny thing about it is when the Suns went up two to nothing in the series, uh, I I did say you know what just because they look as good as they do in these first two games of the series, don't expect this to be a a uh, a complete demolition of Milwaukee. I thought they were going to make a series of it. I didn't think they were actually going to come back and put themselves in position to win it at home in game six, though. I, I thought we were still probably headed for game seven. And and maybe we are. I, I don't really know. But um, I, I was not nearly as confident in Milwaukee actually winning this series after the first two games as I am now. And I know, oh, obviously, you're down two games to nothing. You're 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 almost certainly going to lose. But I just I just didn't think I thought maybe they would take one um, in Milwaukee that first time they went there maybe not both i thought phoenix was going to go back uh, up three games to one in game five i thought for sure that was going to happen but this series has been surprising all around I, I can't believe it's where it is but you know what it makes it a really great series i i love that we actually have some unknowns happening here some unexpected things have occurred in this series and i love that i'm, I'm just i'm so glad it wasn't you know predetermined what was going to happen here 
Yeah, this certainly was. I mean, think about just the beginning of the series because we didn't even know if Giannis would play. I mean, Joe and I were sitting here on the show saying, if Giannis plays, we think this. If he doesn't play, when he plays, when he might show up. And then the the part of the series, like the the moment the series flipped for me that I thought it could be different was just watching the way he he looked. You know, Giannis, when he hit the floor in game one, I know they lost. They lost game one and game two, but he looked fine. He he looked like the Giannis we're, we're used to, which is one of the best players in the NBA. And and, and I, you know, it's kind of been weird with him the last couple of years because he's won these MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year. But, you know, his team's come up short. And it's like, you know, can they win with him? Can they can he win a title there? Is the free throw is going to cost them? And man, I, I mean, what a, a, a flip uh, of the script for him, for the Bucks. Like if they win this thing tonight, it, it's it's I'm trying to think of a, another champion that's like this. Um, you know, maybe the. Those Mavericks team when they built it around Dirk and they just kind of kept being patient and Dirk was their guy and and they broke through and won one. But they're they're not just the favorites tonight, Chris. They're four and a half point favorites to win tonight, but they're also the overwhelming favorites just to get one of these next two, minus four twenty-five now to win the series. And and I know this thing could flip again, but I fully believe Milwaukee's now gonna raise this trophy. Well, when the series started, they were what? Um, I, I think they were plus one ninety to win the series. Yeah. Milwaukee, I think that's what they opened up. And and now look at where they are. I I, I honestly didn't think they were going to win the series. I, I looked at Phoenix as a team that was well-balanced. They did a lot of things right. They did just about everything right. Um, they weren't the best defensive team of the two, but they were still pretty good. And I, I just thought that all of that balance was going to help them get there fairly easily. I just I, I didn't think Milwaukee was going to make it look like this five games in. I didn't think they were going to take three in a row after dropping the first two. And uh, I'm going to bring this up again uh, because I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, I did take Giannis to win the finals MVP like weeks ago before this series even was a thing. I took him at plus 850. So now I'm feeling really good about that. I just had I had a gut feeling and now look at where we are. And this will probably be ruined just because I said that. No, I think you're going to win this one. That That's a great. Okay. Bet. Yeah. I mean, you even could have got him. And I know you got him at 850, which is incredible. Yeah. Have got him, I think, not much less than that, you know, when the series started because we didn't know he was going to play. And then, right, Chris Paul was the favorite. And when they were down, when the Bucks were down 0 2, you could still get Giannis, even though he was playing really well at a, at a crazy price because just the idea of a of, you know, a player on the losing team winning the MVP, it just doesn't happen often. But boom, a- away we go. And, and here are the Bucks, here is Giannis with a chance to uh, to win a title tonight i can't wait to watch it we'll break it down with all the props and the angles as the show goes along ryan horvat will join us later from bet mgm tonight and of course ryan mcdonough our odyssey nba insider will be part of the show coming up we got to talk some football here chris coming up on the other side we'll get into who's going to lead the nfl in rushing and receiving combined the guys that are the two-way stars and how about this there's a story breaking according to adam schefter sounds like the packers offered aaron Rodgers a major contract extension to stay in Green Bay and to you know be the highest paid player, turn them down. The biggest Uh-oh. story in the NFL. Yeah, it continues. Oh, yep. The drama <laughs> continues. We got a lot to get into. BetQL Daily, Joe Giglio, Chris Ranji today in for Joe. O. We are right here on the BetQL Network. NFL talk coming up next.